0: we are live i believe i'm going to give it a minute and hit the live button on rockfin as well to make sure that we're live on all of our platforms and merry christmas everyone merry christmas eve eve Uh, i'm a big fan of christmas miracles i've always been a big fan of those i think most people are and it it seems as though that we might have a a christmas miracle uh, of sorts this year and to join us to talk about it today i'm brad binkley by the way this is propaganda report drive time at News Blast. I, I just want to prepare you. There's probably a 100% chance that some dogs are going to start barking like crazy at some point during this broadcast. So just to give you a heads up on that, I'm kind of a makeshift studio here. But joining us is Garland Favorito of Voter GA. Garland, it's been a while since I got to talk to you. How are you doing?
1: Uh, doing great, Binkley. Uh, it's great to be back with you. Uh, it's been a while, and uh, I'm I just uh, thrilled to, that we could get a chance to do this. and. Share our Christmas news with you.
0: Well, why don't we go ahead and and do that? What? So tell me what happened.
1: Well, it is quite a story. Um, I guess I should back up and start with the with the, in the beginning. Uh, we were uh, basically uh, when we did this so many times. We talked about this on the show with you and Monica about how we were trying to get. Uh, access to the Fulton County ballots because we had four sworn affidavits that there were uh, counterfeit ballots in the actual count, the Fulton County's results, and the the affidavits were, were made by senior poll managers who had detected these during the audit. So we simply uh, filed a lawsuit uh, to say that stuffing the ballot box with counterfeit ballots is a violation of our equal protection and due process rights under the United States and Georgia constitutions. Um, so uh, we, the judge, and you, know, you probably remember a lot of this story, the judge basically uh, kind of agreed with us, and we went through uh, several months getting... Uh, basically uh, different wins. We got the ballot uh, images. We got a protective order on the physical ballots. We beat back a motion to dismiss. And we were uh, uh, finally got the order to inspect the ballots, at the uh, temporary uh, conditional order. And just before we were getting ready to do that, Fulton County went out and hired criminal defense attorneys to prevent us from looking at the ballots. Now, what does that tell you? So, I think it tells you a
0: lot. Yeah.
1: So so the judge then suddenly turned around and he claimed that we didn't have standing. And it was this was a bizarre, absolutely bizarre ruling because he cherry-picked an 11th circuit federal ruling that violated all of the United States Supreme Court precedents. It was that was the Lindwood case. And since we were in state court under state law with state constitution, It didn't apply anyway, and even if it did, it would have violated all the precedents in the history of the state of Georgia since its inception in 1788. So it was an absurd thing. I kept saying after that uh, we have standing, we really do have standing, and we were going to appeal, and we did appeal. We appealed to the Georgia Court of Appeals, and the Court of Appeals uh, we we cited all of the case precedents in the United States Supreme Court history and in the in in Georgia history. We had over a dozen precedents showing that voters always have standing to sue officials if they violate the law.
0: Stand, and, standing is just uh, most people know, but just you have a stake in it. Basically, as a citizen, you're harmed by what they do.
1: Exactly. In fact, what the Supreme Court said was was a community stakeholder was the exact term that they used. Uh, so the and, but the Court of Appeals just uh, upheld the upheld the lower court decision and never ruled on a single one of our case presidents. Not one did they even talk about or consider. They just blew us off as though we were pieces of dirt. And then uh, so we took it to the Georgia Supreme Court, and the Georgia Supreme Court issued uh, th- this rule in our favor. And it was kind of interesting the way this came about. Um, our attorney For the whole year, had been saying this was Todd Harding who did the brief that won the case. Todd has been saying you need to watch this other case called the Sons of Confederate Veterans case, and you because that's they're they're suing for exactly the same thing, and we did so. The the sons that
0: a monument case is that what that was
1: exactly exactly they were suing for illegal removal of Confederate uh, monuments, because in Georgia, all monuments are protected by state law, regardless of whether you like them or not. Uh, there, you cannot remove them unless you change the law. So uh, and, that's, and that applies to all monuments, not just Confederate monuments. So that's the general statute. And the same judge, Judge of claimed that they did not have standing either. Uh, it's, it's really absurd. So about a month ago, the Supreme Court issued a ruling on that case, and they said exactly what you just said. Uh, Citizens, residents, and taxpayers are community stakeholders, and therefore they have the right to sue government officials who violate the law or government agencies, and they said they've always had this right.
0: It's quite absurd to think otherwise that the citizens of a country would not have a stake in the integrity of an election and the votes. It's, it's crazy. I remember when you were telling us about that, everything was kind of rolling smoothly until they, they were trying all these different ways to railroad you, and then they pulled out this lack of standing thing.
1: Yeah, it, it was bizarre, and you're absolutely right. Particularly in America, how would you not have standing to sue government officials or agencies who violate the law? So, yep. so it was crazy. Uh, so they, they made the decision. But what was interesting about that decision a month ago was they said we extend this ruling to voters because voters are community stakeholders as well, as well just like citizens, residents, and taxpayers. Yeah. All of our plaintiffs are citizens, residents, taxpayers, and voters. Uh, they qualify on any one of the four, if not all of them. Uh, so we knew a month ago we were going to get this ruling that was um, favorable, but what happened was it came on the morning of our Christmas party, and that was really exciting. and that's when we uh, we kind of bo- uh, rolled up some scrolls and and sent it out because you, you've been there at Brinstone before with yeah to the, yeah. do one of them and we we uh, sent that uh, scroll out. I uh, gave 75 copies of them to everybody that was there. We had about 75 people there. And then we got them, we all, got them to all open it at the same time because a lot of the folks that were there didn't had not heard the news yet. And then we celebrated by popping confetti at the tables. And we had we had our big confetti popper. And uh, we just had a, a grand old time that night. It was an amazing awesome.
0: night. I'm sure you... I'm sure you did some dancing because I recall you do. Yeah. You dance from time to time.
1: We did actually. We got in one of uh, uh, a little swing song to Aviva's "15 uh, Hugs." Aviva was performing as usual there, and we uh, a little we did a little disco number and stuff. Uh, and then uh, the the uh, uh, Tamra, who's uh, we got married about four or five months ago, about five now. Congratulations, by the way. Thanks. Yeah, it's it's a real blessing for all, both of us, and uh, so Ricardo and uh, they and Tamra and the group planned a surprise for me, and they uh, Ricardo and Aviva sung the Rise Up song by Kane, which was one of our really a theme song that we use a lot. So that was amazing. I, the crowd got up and we're all cheering, Rise Up, Rise Up. Uh, And and, uh, Ted Metz, another one of your friends, uh, videoed this, so we'll probably have a lot of a highlight film uh, on this uh, before long. So it was quite an evening, and then uh, Tamara did a really special little tribute because I had been at this for 20 years, so it was a 20-year anniversary, Uh, and what a great uh, Christmas present we got uh, that, that night. It was fantastic.
0: It is. I mean, you stuck with it, despite the fact that they, they came after you guys. They tried to do everything possible to try and prevent you guys from moving forward. I, I remember I used to pull up articles where they were just making things up about you. I'd read the claim, and, and you would tell me, no, I never even talked to that publication. Uh, so congratulations on uh, making that happen. Uh, uh, Kilthor says, uh, congrats, Garland. And... What 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 you, are the implications uh, of this now? What are you guys going to be able to do now that you have that standing moving forward?
1: Yeah, uh, great question. That's the question that everybody uh, wants to know. And just but one thing before we get there, um, I don't know if you have that Christmas card. Uh, can you show that? I'll, oh, okay. I do. Yeah, I can I'll kind of lead into you that, in that your question there uh, as to what's next. But I thought the folks might get a kick out of this. We have it up on our website at VoterGA.org homepage. And uh, so y'all can oh, there see it is. this. Yeah, this is our Christmas card uh, to all. And this has the order in it. Uh, and this is the case, the favorite w1 uh, There's also a, a, a second case that's going back to the uh, to the uh, court as well, to the lower courts. But what is here's what, one more thing that's interesting about this. Uh, you know, explains that the the judge, our our cert was granted, writ of cert was granted, Uh, the judgment is vacated, which was the original judgment, and then the case is remanded back to the Court of Appeals. So the next step to get to your question is that the Court of Appeals will have to be forced to remand it back to the uh, Henry Judge Romero because uh, they, they are obligated to go with the Supreme Court decision. But one one more thing that's interesting about this is that the Supreme Court ruled on this unanimously. Oh wow! It was no question ever in their minds that we had standing,
0: and um, and there shouldn't have been either. It just it, it it's frustrating because we we've, we've heard for so long for the past couple of years that the twenty twenty election has been tried in court. It's, uh, however many times there's been lawsuits filed and. Most of them were thrown out in procedural process, not actual content of it, like, like yours. I wonder if we're going to be hearing any news reports in the mainstream media saying, well, we were wrong about some of these, and there is standing. I, I, I kind of highly doubt they're going to be paying uh, a lot of time to it.
1: Right. I have not gotten one call from traditional news media. Uh, well, we call it the mockingbird media.
0: It is. It's totally yeah. the mockingbird media.
1: Yeah, in, in reference to the CIA's Operation Mockingbird. Yeah where they found 200 media assets, uh, CIA media assets.
0: Yeah. So it's out in the open now. It's just like open Mockingbird.
1: Yeah. Yeah, exactly. So, uh, um, so yeah, we, I haven't got one call about this yet from, you know, when like i AJC or GPP or anything like that. I just think it's, it's kind of, human. I wouldn't
0: expect much from the AJC, especially the way they've been uh, leaning their coverage the past couple of years.
1: Right. Well, we do. And we didn't, we, we don't, they, they have, basically well they actually claimed that the case was dismissed once when that when it when it wasn't and then uh, other organizations like the Washington Post uh, picked up their story and we had to call up the post and tell them it was a lie and they needed to retract it so um, it, but uh, anyway so the case is going back to the Court of Appeals Court of Appeals was kick it back to all the way to the uh, Superior Court. And then we will – there will be no more excuses that I can think of that uh, uh, the judge can make before he opens discovery.
0: That was my next question. There's no wild card out there because they're always scheming and planning to find some sort of way to railroad things. And There's just nothing you guys can think of that they have left in their back pocket.
1: No. uh, This was the last straw. I mean – uh, literally, uh, Judge O'Marrow was, was, was grasping for straws when he cherry-picked this 11th Circuit ruling. Um, and I'm being a little bold here because I have to go back, uh, into his court and, uh, he's still going to be the judge in the case. But I mean, look, the truth is the truth. Uh, we have had standing all along. Uh, and, uh, that's, that's just a fact. And so, um, you know, he, there, there's not there's nothing else they can do. They're going to have to show us the ballots. Uh, and I, I think that he will he will be a different judge now that he's been overturned twice by the Georgia Supreme Court because he was also the judge in the Sons of Confederate Veterans case.
0: And that also takes it out of his hands. So if there's no more legal things he can do to railroad it, then anybody's putting pressure on him, he can say, "I've done everything you guys asked me to. I can't I can't do anything anymore." So that might take some pressure off of him as well. Uh, we have a question from uh, uh So the case, and I think you just spoke to that, uh, about inspecting the ballots. It's no longer dead in the water. And you do believe that you will get to inspect the, is it in Fulton County?
1: Yeah, exactly. It's in Fulton County. And see, the case was actually never dead in the water. We had appealed it. Uh, uh, and uh, I have been saying for over a year that we will win this appeal because we have standing. People didn't believe me. even our good, Even our friends. Uh, some of the guys on the radio um, who would considered to be conservative uh, didn't believe me. So uh, and, you know, I don't completely fault them because but once you understand the Constitution and the uh, laws of the state, particularly election laws, it's obvious that it was just a corrupt ruling. And we can't necessarily take judges' rulings as though they actually know what they're doing and they're making honest uh, judicial decisions in this case. This was a political decision because the judge didn't want to handle the case, and it was just too too much of a hot potato.
0: Right, and there's been some time and some distance has come to it now. Which is that is that why you think it was able to go through at this point in time? That I mean, it was obviously the right choice, but now that I, we're already basically in the 2024 primary campaign season, this just never-ending campaigns, that right. they felt a little more comfortable to allow that to go through.
1: Uh well yes and no yeah I, I I that's an interesting point I would have thought that the court of appeals would have made this decision I didn't I understand that that the judge thought there was too much of a political hot potato and he's only one judge but when we took it to the court of appeals the court of appeals should have made the decision that the Georgia Supreme Court made. And it's quite fascinating as to why they didn't. Ironically, the justice who uh, probably wrote the, wrote the decision for the Court of Appeals was immediately promoted to the Georgia Supreme Court by Governor Brian <laughs> and that. And then he, he was the one, if you saw that order that you just showed, he was disqualified because he had already ruled in the Court of Appeals. And all of the other justices were unanimous. Um, and I suspect he would have been unanimous as well uh, had they allowed him to, to rule on it, even though he probably wrote the opinion on the lower court case.
0: Yeah, no, it's great when you're the, the judges the, who are supposed to be non political are, are throwing political footballs away and promoting people for doing so, for avoiding actually addressing things that need to be uh, addressed. And we've seen Governor Brian Kemp, and I just thought this was hilarious, since he did not run on the the, the campaign of the 2020 election, he didn't align himself with Trump when he ran for governor. He, he is now being floated and interviewed by CNN, MSNBC, as he is potentially a challenger to Trump in 2024. Brian Kemp as a presidential candidate. That's comedy, in my opinion.
1: Well, if, if, if it was between Brian Kemp and Trump uh, in Georgia, Kemp could not even win Georgia. No, I don't. I, I don't
0: think so either. I, no. I, a guy who's declaring a national holiday or a state holiday for Georgia Bulldog national championships. I, I don't. I don't know if he's going to be able to. I'm just a tech fan. That's why I always uh, go. I know Georgia's very good. But so what? Did, what might that? So what kind of impact could this have on past elections and future elections? That's some questions I'm seeing uh, being asked. And I, I'm wondering the same. Is what if you guys are able to inspect those ballots and you are able to show that there was that the election had some. Uh, potentially problems that would have changed the outcome? Well, the first thing, even
1: before we get there, Binkley, um, the first thing is that it's going to have an impact even if we found out that there were no counterfeit ballots. <clears throat> now, personally, I, I feel, I know that there are counterfeit ballots. We just don't know how many. But this is the, the impact of the decision that we finally put the standing issue to bed in Georgia uh, is huge for future elections, and it has national implications because a lot of times uh, you know, cases that are settled by the Supreme Court in another state are used as precedents yeah. in the states. They're not required to be used, but a lot of times they have some weight, and particularly when yeah. the Supreme Court was so logical in their conclusion. Yeah, if you present a
0: precedent it. case and it lines up very well with the case that you're presenting in your state, then you can use that oftentimes as an argument that will be accepted.
1: Uh, yeah, exactly, exactly. Uh, the, the judge does not have an obligation, but they, they – uh, it, it's, it's, I think it's a very powerful decision. It puts
0: pressure on them. And it, give, it gives people who are trying to pursue uh, similar similar goals, it gives them something to say, okay, we're not the only ones here, and then you hope that that can continue to spread around. Like, I, I also want to – get your thoughts at some point on the 2022 midterms and Carrie Lake and, and all of that. I know you were doing a lot of work in that area.
1: Well, yeah. Um, of course we did go to Arizona. We watched the audit, the original the 2020 audit, and we have made some contacts in, in um, uh, and we have uh, existing, we have folks in Arizona right now that we're talking to a lot on that, but I have been so swamped with this, uh, uh, we, you know, we've got five active cases right now in uh, Georgia, and I have been so swamped with litigation that I haven't been able to keep up with uh, what with Carrie. I do know that uh, Heather Honey, who's uh, a great investigator out of Pennsylvania, testified for her the other day, and uh, she's quite a brilliant person. I've, uh, you know, I consider her a good friend. Uh, and and uh, she's very helpful, very, um, and, you know, will help us on our cases as well. But um, I, you know, I've just, I don't think anybody will ever be able to convince me that Carrie Lake did not win Arizona.
0: Yeah, I was a little surprised as well I, with with that outcome, and I, I haven't investigated. Uh, I know that she's challenging. Oh, I think she's challenging it, and I, I don't know enough about it either. But uh, Kielthor brings up a good question here. Uh, so the, the ballots, if you're able to inspect them, are, are they still there? Have they been have they been threaded? It's a
1: good question. Um, the um, we have put multiple motions to preserve these ballots into multiple courts. Um, we have uh, we, we put the, we asked um, Judge Amaro to reinstate the order to preserve before this case was decided, he claimed he did not have jurisdiction because, it, uh, since it was at the court of appeals, we filed for the motion at the court of appeals to preserve it. They said uh, Judge uh, Amaro has that authority, so we went back to Judge Amaro to get that um, uh, that pres- preservation on. He has not um, ruled on it uh, yet. Uh, But now we're forcing we're again going to force the issue again in light of the Georgia Supreme Court
0: decision. So it would seem they would always want to preserve them. Like it would be suspicious to me if they weren't preserved, especially in this case.
1: Well, exactly. And um, so in in November, which was last month, the time is up uh, for where they could be destroyed. Uh, It's a 24 month window according to state law, federal law is 22 months. And then, uh, but there's a process that you have to go through taking the ballots for the grand jury, getting grand jury approval. Uh, so that would not have happened, that uh, could couldn't have happened until this month anyway. So uh, it's not likely that anything has been done uh, with the ballots uh, yet. Yeah, so we should be able to preserve these, um, although we, you know, we, the Supreme Court cut it pretty close. Um, as, as did the Court of Appeals.
0: It's just crazy that, they, that there's a time limit for that to me. It's just like, well, you, have a, you preserve him for a little while, but then we're, we're setting them on fire, and you don't have to see him again. And is there a timeline that you're looking at for being able to get your hands on this?
1: Well, it's hard to say, uh, Binkley, so we'll, we'll go back. Um, realistically, the judge should just go ahead and open discovery without another hearing we're anticipating that we'll probably have another hearing. We'll be prepared for that. We were prepared to have a hearing last time before we were interrupted.
0: Yeah. Right.
1: So, so um, it, it's, it, it's hard to predict exactly what, um, we are going to, you know, what's going to happen because we're pretty much in uncharted territory.
0: Yeah. Um, you're setting precedents.
1: Yeah. With the Supreme court, uh, overriding two, two lower courts here. So, um, well I, I, you know it's hard to say exactly how it will play out but we should have access to the ballots you know the question is whether there's going to be a hearing or not first
0: well i, I gotta say uh, it's you, you're a model in, in persistence you have kept this up for since the 2020 election and we used to do the weekly shows where you'd update us and you, you have kept at it and i think you have shown that you can fight back with the powers of being i know it's still a battle and you're still going to be pushing forward, and, and hopefully we will get to see those ballots. And Bob ha- has a question here. Uh, he says, what will you do if, if the ballots are destroyed? If that does turn out to be the case, what would be the next move then?
1: Yeah, it's a really good question. Um, one thing before even we get there is that what was interesting, in the, in the very last hearing that we had, the Secretary of State's office, uh, claimed that they had looked at the ballots and there were no counterfeit ballots in one batch that they looked at. Uh, very ironic because if that, if what they said is true, they tampered with the ballot, ballots and violated Georgia State law. So uh, I, I, it's really, really fascinating. I think they just made up the whole story. I think they just flat, were flat lying through their teeth personally. But Uh, They actually claimed that in court. Uh, And, of course, the media picked right up on it. Very, very funny. Uh, So, but what would we do if the ballots were uh, destroyed? Um, You know, we'd have to find out the circumstances behind that. But I I think that would be absolutely criminal.
0: You would think so. And you would think that that would make people kind of take a step back, if uh, they they were exposed to that information. They don't always get exposed to information like that because the media suppresses stuff. But I, I yeah, it's it's exciting to know that it's still ongoing. So when we hear them say it's been litigated, there's nothing. They're wrong. There's actually still forward movement going. And I, I yeah, I'm I'm happy for you. I'm happy that your hard work has paid off. You and everybody. Over there at Voter GA, you, you have a few videos that you linked.
1: Oh yeah, I thought you might get a kick out of this one. We we did we put a little story together, uh, Benkley. That I thought you'd get a, a, a kick out It's a two minute uh, little Christmas uh, story that. Tells, okay, yeah, you know, yeah, yeah. I'll, I'll, I'll pop that up on thing. screen here. Yeah, it tells the whole story. Uh, it goes to the uh, uh, "Twas the Night Before Christmas."
0: If while while we're playing this, if you guys in the chats on Rockfin, YouTube, Rumble, Twitter, well, I can't see Twitter, uh, but if you guys have any questions you want to ask, then uh, feel free to put them in there, and we'll we'll see uh, what Garland has to say. Uh, get this up on screen. There we go. You look great in your Santa hat there. <laughs> yeah,
1: I got it back to that.
0: For you. <laughs> Just for you. All right. It's loading up there. I'm still figuring out Rumble a little bit. I have this stream going there as well. And uh, yeah, all, all this different technology podcasters have to learn. It's, I'm happy we have Rumble, though. So it's, usually, I'm actually a little surprised the stream hasn't been kicked off of YouTube. Usually my streams get kicked from YouTube.
1: Huh. Yeah, well, we've had a lot of difficulty with YouTube. And that's why we're going to Rumble. All right, here
0: we go. A Christmas
1: story from Border G N. T'was some days before Christmas, when all through the land, Georgians were waiting to see where they stand. Our standing had been hung by a judgment unfair, we hoped the Supreme Court soon would be there. When what to our wondering eye should appear, but this short, important letter we now hold so deep. As I removed the ribbon and unrolled the scroll, imagine the happiness that entered this old soul. My eyes had a twinkle when I finished my read. Our standing had been recognized. It felt wonderful to succeed. We'll return to the lower court with our standing intact. The judge shall be instructed to abide by that fact. So great joy to our team who work for truth and light. A Merry Christmas to all, and to all a good night. December 20, 2022. The Honorable Supreme Court met pursuant to adjournment. The following order was passed Garland Favorito et al. v. Alex Wong et al. The petition for cert is granted. The judgment is vacated and the case is remanded to the Court of Appeals for reconsideration in light of Sons of the Confederate Veterans v. Henry County Board of Commissioners. The petitioner's motion to expedite consideration of the petition, for so is dismissed as new. All the justices concur in the Georgia Supreme Court, except Justice Pinson, who is disqualified for ruling against us in the Georgia Court of Appeals. <laughs> Merry Christmas to all, and to all, a good night.
0: It's fantastic. I, I love it. I, I love how you guys at Voter GA, you do a lot of different ways to convey information uh, through songs. I know Viva's written a song and she's uh, sung it to uh, at the Georgia um, the General Assembly, I think. And this is a lot of ways to get that information to stick so people can get interested in that. There's a question over here. And by the way, I don't know who wrote that, but fantastic job. Might have a future in writing a, a children's type sp- books. And uh, it's great. <laughs>
1: Yes. That's one of our, 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 our individuals who likes to remain secret.
0: Yeah. Uh, so Choir Boy on Rockfin says that I haven't heard much how about how to improve transparency in the election. Do you, do you have any thoughts on that?
1: Oh, absolutely. What a wonderful question. That is our number one top priority. Um, and what we believe has to happen uh, and almost happened in the last session is that we need to make ballots public record. Once ballots are public record, then you can detect if there are counterfeit ballots, uh, and you can verify the voting system results that right now are completely unverifiable. as The elections directors are just certified whatever the machine tells them. Uh, so so um, that is a great point. Now, we almost got that passed in the last session, but that was blocked on Sani died at the last minute when we were one minute away from A final vote for passage. Uh, Governor Jeff Duncan blocked that. uh, And uh, we believe probably either under the orders of Brian Kemp or the Central Intelligence Agency.
0: Which everybody knows. I mean, I think people watching this show have known for a long time that they just get their hands in like absolutely everything. And the FBI and CIA controlling all the social media platforms. It's basically been revealed that there was an operation to interfere in the election on, on Twitter. And uh, I think Facebook also and yes, it's it's uh, media just doesn't really care about all that.
1: Well, yeah, I mean, it's been they've acknowledged it, Uh, both Facebook and Twitter, uh, Zuckerberg and um, and uh, I think uh, Elon Musk released some documents and they showed that the FBI was complicit in attempting to rig the 2020 election.
0: Right. Yeah. And and that seems very clear. I mean, almost spelled out through the Twitter files. Uh, Kiel Thor Uh, Going back to the Confederate Monument, he says, uh, so the Confederate Monument case was unrelated to the ballot case, but the ballot case is moving uh, again to a ruling on the Monument case?
1: There there were, yeah, I'm glad he asked me to clarify that. There were two rulings. The first one was the ruling on the Confederate Monument monument case. And they ruled that those people, uh, those individuals uh, who, who sued, do have standing. To sue the government officials for trying to illegally remove Confederate monuments. So that was the first ruling about a month ago. We knew that we had won then when that ruling came out. Our ruling we had to wait about another month for. Our ruling just came out uh, Tuesday of this week. Well, I think it was Tuesday. Uh, yeah. So um, and uh, so there were two cases and two separate rulings, uh, both overturning the same judge in the lower court. Uh, in Henry County.
0: All right. Got another question here. we talking about the, will you be able to maintain the secrecy of individual ballots? This is from uh, Troy. If you make the ballots available to the public.
1: Absolutely. Uh, this is one of the um, things that the, the false information that keeps coming out from the Fulton County def, uh, attorneys. The attorney argued in court twice that, oh, uh, we can't, make ballots public record because that will give away uh, voter information. Well, there is no voter information on a ballot. There has never been any voter information on a ballot, and there's not likely to ever have been, ever be any voter information on a ballot. The Fulton County attorney made up this lie and told it twice in the court, uh, and that even the judge was not buying that one. So answer to the question is absolutely uh, there will be no violations of anyone's sequencing, because there's nobody. There's no way to know who voted the ballot. There's just it's impossible to find out, uh, and because the envelopes have been separated from the ballots and there's no there's no voter information on a ballot.
0: Yeah, and I that made that, that for some reason that uh, reminded me of when we used to do these on a weekly basis. We would have that one person to come in and just try and derail everything and uh, just shout whatever like there which I we were kind of i was like flattered by i was like oh we have our own person who's who's trying to target us and derail not saying that question that's a great question but i just i remember that. i can't remember that person's name though it was our our own troll and you always handled it very well
1: yeah well i'm i'm glad i'm glad that question came up because it's important yeah. for everyone to know that there there's no there's no problem so i i appreciate that question
0: uh choir boy says but do uh, but we do need a name or transparency goes out the window. So I'll kind of argue in the counterpoint there. of, uh, And I, I personally, I don't think there's anything as I don't think full 100 percent transparency really exists for kind of the reason that he brings up there is if we don't have the names on, then it's not full transparency. If we do, this is it's an invasion of people's privacy. So that's. Uh,
1: yeah. So the names are on the envelopes. So we, you know, once the envelope, you know, you've got the envelope and we know who voted the ballot. But once the ballot is separated from the envelope, then you no longer know who voted the ballot. So uh, that's how they verify who voted and whether they were qualified for voting in the beginning. And then once they're qualified, the ballot is separated from the envelope. And then, you know, that is a valid vote. Right.
0: You know, I can see inside a a twisted dystopia dystopia where... Uh, they say, you want transparency, we'll give you that full transparency. Almost like everybody has to raise their hand and show their face and name when they vote. So they can use intimidation tactics and, and practices, which I know there was a lot, of, a, lot of, a lot of talk of possibly something happening leading up to the, the midterms when it comes to vote watchers. I know you guys had a lot of people. I think you had a lot of people that were doing vote watching work. And every, the people that I talked to were all just trying to do like a great job and, and go buy the book because they knew there was a lot of pressure on you guys.
1: Uh, Yeah, exactly. Exactly. We we did have a lot of people who were poll watchers, poll workers, uh, and that sort of thing. But in regards to transparency, the transparency we're talking about is uh, transparency of the election results, and there needs to be transparency of the back office processes and how these mail-in ballots are processed. Uh, So uh, the entire back office process should be transparent to the voter, and the count should be transparent to the voter.
0: All right, uh, Kiel Thor says this is a barcode on the ballots that connects them to signed envelopes, or is that part of the the tear off at the top, or is he thinking about something else entirely? Uh,
1: yeah, so the QR code does not connect the voter to the ballot. The QR code in Georgia has the votes in it, which we believe is unverifiable, and the United States District Court has already said it's illegal according to Georgia law. So uh, that. Uh, but, the, but there's no tie back to the voter. The QR, the, the voter, um, the voter information is not in the QR code. However, that's a really interesting point, though, because we can't prove what's in the QR code because it's proprietary and it's encoded so that we as voters cannot determine what really is in the QR code. Um, and uh, but it's not encrypted, so hackers can crypt and hack the code, but we can't see what's in it. So, uh, as, as far as I know, there's no tie back to the to the voter. But again, we don't know that for a fact because it's a proprietary system. It's secret, and we should never have secretly counted elections in Georgia or any other state.
0: Right, and it, it's when you have Brad Raffensperger as the secretary of state, which is awful. Then uh, that is definitely uh, a concern. A question on Rockfin here. So it, if you do get to examine the ballots, does that mean there could be a recount in Fulton County?
1: Um, if Well, if we get to examine the ballots, then the next step would be to determine what we're after is how many counterfeit ballots are in that count. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's what we really want to know. Uh, among other things. We've already found a lot of more information ever since since we filed the original lawsuit. So what we want to see is how many counterfeit ballots are. Now then, when we go from there, um, once we made that determination, uh, once we get access to the ballots, we'll be able to count them. We'll be able to count them. You know, we, we can count them with uh, ballot image um, uh, software.
0: Uh, Wouldn't that just be nuts if this, you get the ballots it pushes forward you guys end up counting doing a recount and we get closer and closer to 2024 all we find that well it actually would have been a different outcome in 2020 and the investigation of it got stretched out that i don't know i'd certainly be interested to see how trump would react to that well what are your thoughts on his candidacy moving forward i know that there's people who are on DeSantis' side and trump and maybe there's like one or two people that like brian kemp i don't know
1: Mm-hmm. Well, we're trying not we're trying to stay out of the political end of the whole right. thing and just be um just try to make sure that we have an honest election. So, I mean, yeah. We we I mean, technically we would not have uh you know, You don't adult. endorse candidates is what you're saying. You got, right, we don't endorse candidates and we don't um have necessarily a dog in the hunt. But I do believe that at, and that Donald Trump was cheated out of the state of Georgia in 2020, and I have said many times before that uh, in certain races dating all the way back to 2002, I believe that certain uh, Democrats uh, were cheated out of uh, offices as well.
0: Yeah, but, and that's what I tell people all the time: is when I first met you, uh, when you we interviewed you on WSB, you were there because you you were looking into I think it was the John Ossoff Karen Handel special right. election. And you thought that John Ossoff had that election stolen from him, so I, I tell—I think that's that's correct, isn't it?
1: Yeah, it is correct. We were never able to get enough evidence to prove it because the ballots were st- were secret at that time, and the vote counts were secret. But there were some, there were a lot of strange anomalies that were never explained, and we did do uh, two reports on on both the the general election and the runoff. Yes,
0: yeah, so I tell people that story to tell them that you're not you don't you're not a right winger which i think because you've just been doing what you've done for the past 20 years and then it happened to be when trump ran for president and associated with trump you just get probably considered a, a right winger alt-right or whatever they call it now and it's not the case you've been doing this for a long time for both sides of the aisle what were your i haven't got to ask you about you've ha- published some findings or, or i saw some tweets you put out about herschel walker
1: Yeah, um, so the United States Senate race in the general election, it's interesting that you brought this up, but at 9, let's see, I think it was 10 o'clock, excuse me, on election night, Herschel Walker's vote totals decreased by 20,000 votes, and at the same time, Raphael Warnock's votes increased by 4,000, and uh, Chase Oliver's votes, the Libertarian candidate, went up by 300. So that's a technical impossibility. And I have asked the uh, state election director to please explain this because no one has been able to explain it. It was reported on Georgia Public Broadcasting. Uh, it was also we have the screenshots. If you go to our press release on the VoterGA.org press release tab, you can see the actual GPB screenshots from 10, 10.01 to 10.03. Uh, something to that effect. I think it was 959 to 1002, but uh, the where Walker's votes went from a million five hundred fifty-one thousand to a million five hundred twenty-nine thousand. That's uh, not possible, particularly when you consider that the other candidates' votes are going up. Uh, it's just yeah. no explanation. That so I I took this to the state election director for Georgia. I said, "Can you explain this to me? You know, here's the GPB shots, and we know the same thing was reported on WSB." We have two sworn affidavits, which are published in our press release there, VoterGA.org press release there, and we confirmed it with the Edison Media Line feed. Uh, They all show a 20,000-vote drop for Hershel Walker, I said, can you explain that to me? And he says, yes, I'll get back with you tomorrow on this. Well, that was a week ago, and needless to say, I've heard not a word from the state election director of the state of Georgia, and you would think they would be interested in 20,000 votes that just fell out of nowhere and, and uh, very, very, very strange. Uh, uh, in in the runoff, we also had a really strange uh, situation where the that vote, that election was decided on the very first drop, which we call the interim results push, counties push up results all night long. And on the very first drop, Raphael Warnock got 186,000 votes to Herschel Walker's 47,000 votes. That very first interim results push decided the election. Uh, yeah. Nothing else mattered the rest of the night after that push because that was 140,000, 50,000 vote difference. And the margin of victory, I think, was less than 100,000.
0: Yeah, that whole midterm season was just a little wild, especially with the – I have like thousands of text messages, I feel, from Herschel Walker, from Warnock. It's like you're just like a spam box at that point. And you had Fetterman versus Oz, which was a weird situation. It's just – it's like chaos, man. And I wonder if it's going to continue to get more chaotic moving forward towards 2024 or if perhaps – uh, maybe what, what you're doing can have, I think somebody was asking earlier, will have a chilling effect on what they're doing in the future, Alexis. Maybe things might start to stabilize. I, I don't know. Uh, the future will uh, will tell us, I guess. But you have another video here, the 12, another Christmas-related video. Do you want to share that? Oh,
1: sure. So yeah, that, yeah. I'll just set this one up for you. So this is a five-minute video, and we did a parody on the 12 days of Christmas last year. Viva published, produced this. Um, and it's based on real evidence that we uncovered during the year, and we decided to put it all together in a video for you. And uh, I think that uh, all the listeners will
0: take out of it. All right, let's get that rolling here. might take a second to load up the last time. Here we go. All right, Garland. While that's loading up, thanks for thanks for being here. If you guys have any final questions, put them in, in the chats, and I'll I'll see. I'll try to get to them. Uh, is everything else going well?
1: Yeah, it's going uh, really well. You know, we've got five active lawsuits. So I'll tell you about after this.
0: All right, here we go. Okay. <laughs>
1: On the first month of cover-ups, the Big Bad Wolf gave me A voting system that poops on Georgia law On the second that month of cover-ups, the Big Bad Wolf gave me Two million miles, smaller images And a voting system that poops on Georgia law On the third month of cover-ups, the Big Bad Wolf gave me Three hundred unsaved drops so and a voting system that poops on Georgia law. And a fourth month One of cover-ups a big bad wolf gave me. Four, four, four hundred whistleblowers, three hundred bombs they dropped off. And a voting system that poops on Georgia law. And a fifth month and of cover-ups a big bad wolf gave me. 5,000 five, <inaudible> yeah. duplicate stamps four, 4 flowers whistleblowers 300 unsaved drop boxes. know you've got a lot images ju- And a voting system that poofs on the Georgia bar And six mm. months will cover off the big bad, bad, bad wolf gave me 60% on an airing 5,000 duplicate Four 4,500 <inaudible> whistleblowers the drop boxes And a voting system that Georgia law The savage must have Of some uh, people
0: who need me
1: files Four files with yours Three hundred unsafe drop boxes And a voting system that Georgia law on the eight months mm-hmm. of
0: cover-ups, of mm-hmm. Big mm-hmm. 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 the big mm-hmm. wolf gave me Eight whinny balls, telepronin' balls, Six girls trash their election balls, percent the Five hundred duplicate Four or Three
1: hundred unsaved drop boxes, and the voting system that books on George and On the nine months of cover-ups, Miss big wolf gave me Another pace jumped hey, up court brief. 850, 850 calls, calls, now, know, so we are
0: the, t- the 5,000 five
1: 300 three unsafe drop boxes. Two oh. And a balloon says that puts on George law. I'm Ten million bucks wasted annually! Junk up! 50 false, tallied, bargained bucks! the percent on Three hundred unsaved drop boxes! And a body system that a I'm a on me, be me! 11,000 so-spec 10 million bucks for Mr. Anerley Now it pays Trump, corporate 850 false caliphany dose, 60% out of the how 5,000 do 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 whistleblowers, 300 unsaved-run losses. 2,000 laws, probably And a loading system that poofs on Georgia law and the twelfth month of cover, of the big walking me. Swallowed months of cover, and the drop
0: <laughs> Oh, there's the dog. That's
1: <laughs> good. <laughs> That's great. I have
0: to say, I mean, everybody was impressive, but the dog on cue, howling—fantastic work. Well, and I think I really, I love Street Thug Garland.
1: <laughs> yeah, that was pretty wild. Uh, they taught me into doing that. Uh, I think you know, Aviva probably did a little editing there to get that dog to do that right on cue. So,
0: well, it, it sounded great, and I lo- I do. I make uh, some you know, sketches sometimes too, so I love doing that to expose some of this stuff. Uh, Stella says, "Gold." That was great. And uh, over here we have Choir Boy says, thank you, Garland, great work. And on screen for Bob Wildfish, you mentioned the dogs earlier. You said you had to show the dog if it barks, and I'm showing the barking dog on screen right now. Here's Edmund. You can see him on screen. He's a very handsome young man. He's a maniac, but very handsome. So, Garland, do you have any any parting words? Well, uh, the, you know, the inspection
1: is going to – Generate a lot of expense for us because we you know some of our money we were holding in reserve for inspection. We uh, we went ahead and filed some other cases which are just absolutely egregious. Uh, we have other you know we've we've got right now we have an active lawsuit to ban the dominion system in the state of Georgia that's on appeal at the Georgia Court of Appeals. We believe that one's going to be overturned. We've got the lawsuit to. Uh, when Brad Ravensburger has outsourced voter registration database illegally to third parties. We, we think that's a clear cut case as well. We've got a, an election challenge uh, against uh, uh, Secretary of State Brad Ravensburger. That's still outstanding, even though it was the primary, uh, that was the primary Republican primary with Jody Heiss uh, and others. Uh, we. You know, he miraculously won that with 51 percent of the vote.
0: Right, I, I Or the, what I like to say, most likely CIA spook, Brad Raffensperger.
1: <laughs> yeah, and and so we've got, uh, there's uh, four or five cases. We, oh, and the, our latest one we, we just filed was for the destruction of the original ballot images in violation of both federal and state law. We picked out three of the most egregious counties, sued them. Really all of them should be sued. We're trying to get state election board right now to change their rules uh, so that they conform with federal and state law. They don't, um, so all of that takes money. And but we're going to keep. We're going to. We're going to pursue all those cases and the inspections of the ballots all at the same time. So, um, folks, uh, you know we do need uh, support, and uh, we are five hundred one c three tax deductible donations because we're nonpartisan, and most importantly. I'm a volunteer. I don't take any salary out of GA yeah. and all of us are volunteers, and we just want to save Georgia uh, and do the right thing.
0: And that's G A, the VoterGA.org. Is that the website?
1: That is it. It's VoterGA.org, uh, Nickly. I'm so great. I'm so grateful to be back with you. It's been quite a while. Yeah,
0: thanks for coming on on the show. There's one more question that popped in. If, if you wanna, uh, sure. If you have a thought on that, it says, can Arizona file against Maricopa for using a third party to count votes?
1: Uh, It would depend on Arizona law, a very good question, but um, Arizona, you know, I'm not familiar enough with Arizona law to answer that question.
0: Yeah, Uh, well, and a final comment here from Troy, speaking about your new wife. I guess we will call her the First Lady of Voter Integrity.
1: Uh, I think she would appreciate that. Uh, All right, Garland. We're we're blessed. We We both feel really blessed.
0: That's awesome. And you're at VoterGA on Twitter, correct?
1: That's right. Uh, You can find us at VoterGA or hashtag VoterGA on almost any social media platform. And that's all thanks to our wonderful volunteers who are willing to spend their own time just to keep this cause going.
0: Yeah, fantastic. And what Garland and VoterGA does, it it does. It takes a lot of resources and you can tell all the people have all the millions and millions of dollars from the billionaires funding them they have these slick fancy websites and they're just raking in money all the time you can tell the people that are bootstrapping and putting in the hard work and you guys have certainly been doing that a long time so if you you have a little bit to spare send it garland's way to uh help them continue to push forward with this fight thank you guys for watching in the comments uh fantastic chats and questions and garland it's good to see you again it's been a little while i appreciate you coming on the show and i hope everybody has a, a merry christmas YouTube,
1: basically give my regards to uh, to Monica when you see her, I haven't talked to her in a while, and it just uh, this was a great show. I know our social media people are going to absolutely love
0: it. Yeah, a lot of people are loving the twelve uh, the Christmas that we did. They did great work. They're appreciated. They love the dog. They love everybody's uh, characters. I, I, I think it's awesome. I, I don't think I saw that last year. I'm impressed. I'm inspired now. I want to go. I want to go make something.
1: That was all of Eva from <laughs> Aviva
0: from the <laughs> penguin. She
1: she released that or directed it.
0: Awesome. Well, thanks again, Garland. Thank you guys. And we'll talk to you next time. Have a fantastic rest of your day.